Welcome to Teach Musically, the music studio teacher's resource for business and pedagogy solutions. My name is Michelle. And I'm Leanne. Today's podcast is for all the piano teachers out there. We'll be discussing some tips and tricks that can help immediately improve your students' technique. Technique is probably one of the most challenging things to teach our students, especially those that may have come to us self-taught or without much technical training. While technique takes years to develop and refine, there are a few things that you can do that will immediately take your students' technique up a few notches. Many of these things can be done in a few minutes or less. Let's get started. Before we dive into our tips, let's first establish what it is we are trying to achieve in order to play with, quote, good technique. In piano playing, a good technique is one where the body is free of excessive tension and able to move as efficiently as possible. Before we play a single note, we need to assess our posture. Our first tip is to make sure that your students' feet are flat on the ground. For many little ones, this will not be possible, so it is important to use a footstool or a pedal extender to achieve this. You may be wondering what our feet have to do with piano playing. To answer this, we must go back to our definition of good technique, freedom and efficiency. When our feet are flat, it gives extra support and balance to the rest of our body. This allows us to have more energy, control, and freedom in our upper body, thus improving our technique. With young children especially, sitting in a way that is comfortable and well-balanced will not only improve their technique, but will also improve their focus and mood because they feel more comfortable and relaxed. In addition to having the feet flat on the ground, it is so important that we sit with a tall back. It is important to distinguish between a tall back and a back that is hyperextended and tense. A back that is tall should not feel forced or uncomfortable. For many of us, it may be difficult to distinguish between the two even in ourselves and in our students because we are so used to sitting with poor posture. There's a few things you can look for in a student if you think they are sitting with a hyperextended back. Make sure they are not overarching their lower back or sticking out their chest or holding their shoulders up by their ears. Also make sure that they are not holding their breath or tensing their muscles. These first two steps are so often overlooked as we tend to narrow our view of piano technique to just the arms and fingers. However, when we set our students up with good posture, we are expanding what the arms and fingers are able to do. Let's do an experiment. Sit in your chair with your back tall and feet flat on the ground. Take a deep breath and release any tensions. Now raise your hands up over your head. It feels easy, right? Now lift your feet off the ground so they are dangling and slouch your back. Hold your breath. Now raise your hands over your head again. Much harder, right? By sitting with good alignment, we are creating more room for efficiency and freedom in our arms, hands, and fingers. So next time your student is struggling with a passage or playing with tension, check in with their basic posture. Oftentimes, this adjustment will improve or solve the problem. Now we'll move on to another aspect of our posture, the position of the bench. There are two things to consider when it comes to bench position, which is the height and the distance from the piano. This setup will be unique to each student because they are all different heights and proportions. As pianists, we have probably encountered different guidelines for how high our bench should be. Should the elbows be parallel with the keys or should they be higher than the keys? While it may seem like a hassle to adjust the height for each and every student, the reasoning for these adjustments comes down to technique. 
If we sit at an appropriate height, our arms and fingers will be able to perform with more accuracy and efficiency. Think of your arms like a waterfall. They should bend in such a way that if there was water cascading down, it would fall gently towards your fingertips. If the angle is too jagged, the flow of water would stop and pool at your elbows. The distance of the bench from the piano can also play into this analogy. If we are too close to the piano, our elbows are very bent and the water cannot flow. If we are too far away, our arms are too straight. Experiment with these adjustments with your students and be sure to involve them in the conversation. We can teach our students to adjust the bench on their own when they arrive for their lesson and at home. We've made so many small changes to improve our technique and we haven't even played a single note yet. Now that we are set up for success with an excellent posture and bench position, we can get to some specifics of playing. The next topic we are going to discuss is tension. Again, good piano technique is one that is free of excess tension, so it is so important that we teach our students to recognize when they are tense and how to release it. It is no easy task and takes years to develop. In terms of quick fixes, we can assess our students and direct them on where, when, and how to free themselves of tension. Next time you're teaching and you're watching a student play, stand up and walk a few feet away from the piano so you can see a full view of your student. Scan their body and see if you notice any places where they are holding tension. Some of the most common are in the elbows, shoulders, and wrists. I have also had students who hold tension in their jaw or in their face. Simply pointing this out to your student and reminding them to relax can be the release they need to nail that tough passage. Of course, our long-term goal is to teach the students to recognize these tensions in themselves, but for a quick fix, you can help them out. Another great way to set up your student for success in their playing is to create a technique warm-up routine, a check-in that your student can do on their own or with you to make sure they are ready to go. For young students, you can make up a song or rhyme like tall back feet flat. If you consistently use this rhyme or messaging, it will be more likely to stick with the child. An awesome teaching tool I learned in my university pedagogy class is the floppy arms technique. This works great with young children and teaches them from the beginning stages to become aware of any tension they're holding in their arms. You can have them shake their arms like crazy or grab their hands and wiggle their arms around to check if it's floppy. If they're not understanding, have them check your arms. The first time, hold it completely stiff and ask them if it's floppy. They'll say no. Then have them try again and make your arm nice and loose. This lets them feel the difference so they know what they're trying to achieve. A lot of kids like to joke with me that their arms aren't floppy and they need me to shake it for them. It injects some fun and laughter into the lesson and establishes an important technical habit. A good piano technique goes way beyond just the way we use our fingers and involves the coordination of the whole body. For many students, this can be difficult to understand and they might have a hard time conceptualizing how to use their arm or their back when they are playing. To help explain the flow of energy, you can do this simple activity. Take a small, squishy ball and ask your student to throw it as far as they can with only moving their fingers. Next, tell them to throw it again using their fingers and wrist, then using only their fingers, wrist, and forearm, then again using their whole arm. Keep expanding until you allow your student to use the entire body, including their legs and torso and back to throw the ball. Discuss with them which throw was the most powerful, 
accurate, and easiest to control. Now you can translate these findings to piano technique. When we use our whole body efficiently, our playing becomes easier, more controlled, and more accurate. Another quick fix that can help out your students is reminding them to keep their eyes up on the music and not down at their hands. This can be particularly a problem when your student is trying to look at their fourth and fifth fingers because they will lift fingers one, two, and three out of the way in order to see better. This throws off the entire hand position. A good strategy here is to remind them that if their fingers four and five are hiding, then they are doing their job correctly. You can also use a book to cover their hands as they are playing to break the habit of looking down at their fingers. Even if our student is perfectly set up for technical success in the lesson, our hard work could be halted during home practice if they are not well set up. Have your student's parents send you a photo of their setup at home. Oftentimes the bench is way too low, the student is tucked in way too tight and they are sitting with poor posture. It is important that they are playing with the correct setup all week in order to build good technical habits. Start this from day one and your students will be set up for success. All these little quick fixes will help you achieve some instant improvement in your student's technique. However, you must remember that technique is so complex and nuanced. To achieve true technical freedom, you must work patiently with your student at each lesson, reminding them of these tips and giving them technical advice tailored to each piece of music and situation. Remember to be patient and keep reinforcing those good habits. Do you have any technical tricks that you love to use with your students? We are always learning and would love to know. Let us know in the comments below. We hope you found this podcast helpful. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more great podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at teachmusically.com. Until next time, happy teaching!